Hey, what's up guys? Today we're talking about type six on the Enneagram. We're asking the question, am I a type six? And we're gonna talk about some of the characteristics that are true of type sixes. If you are a type six, I think you're gonna enjoy this video. It will probably just, you know, be a reminder of some things you already know, but maybe you'll see things from a different, um, a different insight and gain a little bit more understanding about yourself. If you live or work with a type six, then this will no doubt be helpful to you as you learn to, uh, to bring out the best in them and uh, to help them be more successful and more trustworthy, um, more trusting in, in the environment that you work with them. Now, take everything I say today in the context of uh, the work environment, because I think although this information is good for any situation, it's originally intended for the work environment. Type six is called the loyal skeptic, you guys know that, or um, you know the vigilant troubleshooter, uh, the devil's advocate. Um, I have a daughter that's a type six, and uh, of course I have a lot of people in my life that I've been able to observe that are type sixes. Um, I'm pretty sure my mom was a type six, and uh, sometimes I don't know if you guys have found this to be true, but sometimes it can be hard to uh, to you know understand the enneagram type of people that you know really well. Because you can kind of see, you know, you've had so much experience with them in the past that uh, now looking back and trying to type them, you can see so many nuanced characteristics that sometimes it's not always, you know, super easy to tell. But I'm pretty sure my mom was a type six. Uh, she was constantly always saying, you know, well, here's the bad side or this is what could happen or stop and think before you go forward. Now, this is what could happen. And. Um, so let's let's talk about the six. The six is the uh, proverbial fear type. It's the uh, it's the type that is motivated by uh, a sense of what could go wrong or what could happen, and that leads them to want to troubleshoot and be good planners because they want to kind of like look ahead into the future to see what's coming next. So in an attempt to try to remain safe or an attempt to try to play it safe. So if you could forecast the future, you know, and you could know what was going to happen, you could know whether people were going to be trustworthy or, or reliable or not, then you would be able to then adjust your expectations and adjust your behavior to, uh, to remain in a safe position. So uh, they want certainty. Sixes want security. The world is a very frightening place. The world is a very scary place to sixes. And... Sometimes uh, they can even enhance the, the scariness of the world by their many um, troublesome thoughts. Um, and sometimes the world can seem scarier than it actually is. When a six starts getting that snowball um, you know, effect of their fears and their anxieties start to roll, um, if you can stop them for a second and get them present with reality and say, yes, but are you in any danger right now? Well, no, of course, I guess I'm not really in any danger right now. But a six has always got their radar up, you know, looking for potential threats, looking for potential dangers, and looking for potential trustworthy, reliable sources and authorities um, and so they're very cautious at coming into new relationships and very cautious about coming into new environments because they don't know the lay of the land and they don't know who they can trust and they don't know who is reliable. And so they're always watching behaviors. They're always scanning and watching what people are doing to see if what they're doing is matching their words, to see if they're reliable. And 
seeing if people um, can reliably assess other threats, so seeing if other people can assess threats. And if they get the idea that you're going to lie to them or you're going to betray them or you're not aware of how uh, a threat could potentially grow, then they'll kind of mark you with a red X as you're not a reliable person, you're not a dependable person, you're not somebody that's going to be there to support me, you're not somebody that I need support from, so you kind of get blacklisted. And sixes will remember offenses done against them. Um, because they you've been marked as somebody who is reliable or not reliable and there's very few people i think that really end up in that reliable group like an eight has a very few people that are on the inside of the fort you know sixes have uh, a few people that they believe they can go to maybe unhealthy sixes go and get advice from everybody um, they want to know what everybody thinks and what everybody's doing but probably healthier sixes you know have have less people that they um, that they rely on, that they believe over time have proven themselves to be dependable, reliable aides, dependable, reliable helpers. Um, they are often called the devil's advocate because they feel a sense or a, a need to poke holes in strategies or poke holes in arguments. Uh, even if they agree on the surface with the argument or agree with the strategy, they feel like almost um, compelled impulse to try to argue from the other side because we got to test everything that we say and everything that we do and every plan that we have we need to test it we need to poke holes in it and and we need to evaluate our plans and strategies to make sure that they are really trustworthy and reliable so they'll take the devil's advocate on positions even when they're in complete agreement they feel like the compulsion to like have to argue the other side they also value the underdog um, for that same reason, uh, whoever seems like they're not getting a fair shake in some ways, eights are like eights, whoever's not getting a fair shake or whoever is getting, uh, you know, the common man, they want to argue on behalf of the common man and, uh, do what they think is best for the common man, for the underdog. And, um, they're suspicious of authorities because authorities, you know, have historically you use their power in corrupt ways to oppress innocent people and so sixes are always on the watch for that kind of thing they have sort of an anti-authoritarian bias by which they look at the world although they want to be safe and they want to be taken care of and they want to be protected they're always a little bit suspicious of authorities because authorities have the ability to uh to abuse their power um against the common man and so they kind of go into you know work environments you know, uh, not necessarily wanting to be authority figures themselves, uh, not necessarily wanting to stand out, may not be very comfortable with having positions of authority because people in positions of authority are targets. And, you know, they, they themselves will at times mutiny against authority. And so they have that fear that others might mutiny against them. So sixes want to be loyal, and when they, when they gain your trust, when you have their trust, they will be loyal to you. They will be very loyal people, but uh, they always have that kind of suspicion as well in the back of their minds. And until they can overcome that suspicion, um, they could be the uh, sabotage and mutiny against their own uh, authorities. 
and against the groups that they swear allegiance to. If they don't feel like that group is upholding their end of the of the of the covenant or the contract. So six six's programming tells them that the way to find safety in a potentially dangerous dangerous world is always be on the lookout for threats. Always be on the lookout for who's reliable, who's trustworthy, who's a good authority figure, uh, and who's not. So they're attuned to those threats and try to then solve problems and potential problems in order to minimize those threats. So they're very good at like, you know, being problem solvers. But here's the thing, sixes don't trust their own ability to solve their own problems. Um, all of us on the Enneagram, we all realize that there's been a monkey wrench thrown into us somewhere in every number. We all have some kind of like glitch, you know, something that's just not connecting right that, that the other types on the Enneagram don't have the problem with. For sixes, that glitch is they don't feel like they can fully trust their own ability to sort potential threats out. They don't feel like they can trust their own ability to resolve their their uh, to assess their situation properly and to resolve their threats. And so they're then looking for support. They're looking for those that will come around them and support them to help them uh, solve their problems. They're perfectly capable. Six is you are perfectly capable of solving your own problems. You probably more than any other type on the Enneagram are problem solvers by nature. That's what you do. You spend your life running problems and solving them. But when it comes right down to it, sixes don't necessarily trust their own ability to solve their problems. So they want somebody who will walk with them to help them work through their problems. They don't want somebody to walk with them and just give them a walk it off answer like everything's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. You're making too much out of this. You, they don't want somebody to just minimize their problems and, and not be real about the problem. They also don't want somebody that's going to give them the solution and say, well, here's what you need to do. Stop talking. This is what you need to do. You need to do this. You need to make this phone call. You need to send this letter in. They don't want somebody to tell them what to do. They want somebody who will then engage listening with them who will say, oh, well, that, yeah, that could be a problem. So what, what do you think will happen if that happens? And then they'll talk about what they think might happen and all the potential problems and scenarios. Okay, yeah, I could see that. And then they want you to bounce back. Okay, well, I can see that. So if that happened, then what could you do to, uh, uh, to resolve that? Well, I could do this and I could do that. And they'll go back into their problem solving. And then they'll get to the point, if you'll just engage with them a little bit and reflect back what they're saying, they'll get to the conclusion themselves that I'm going to be okay. This is probably going to be all right. This is going to be not as big a deal as maybe I'm blowing it up to be. But they want somebody to walk with them through that process because they don't, they have a cup, it's like they have a gear missing that just doesn't let them believe that they could really solve it and be okay. And, and you can walk along a six and just help them by reflecting back what they're saying, asking a few questions, they'll get to the conclusion that they're going to be all right or that they've got a plan that, that, that will make them safe or make the company safe or whatever. But they just need that little bit of support. That's what it's a good word for it, support. Not even necessarily guidance, just support. Uh, just to walk them through that situation. They're perfectly capable of doing it on their own, but it's kind of like they need that help that support in processing it till they get to the conclusion themselves. Um, so, what else do I want to say about this before we get into the list? I got a list here today of like, you know, maybe like top 10 or 15 characteristics of sixes in the workplace. 
Um, anything else I want? Okay, well, if it comes to me, it comes to me. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Here we go. So here's how you can tell, or this is like the the uh, the view from inside the six. And this is coming from the nine types of leadership by Beatrice Chestnut. Everything she writes is great. It's a good book. So solid. Uh, great information. Um, if you see the work you do through the lens of what might go wrong. Okay, so you see the work you do through the lens of what might go wrong. Realize six is most of us don't. Okay, we don't see it that way. We we're excited. Either we're excited about the work we're doing and we're passionate about it, and we say to ourselves, "Ah, the details will probably work out. The details will probably work out." You know, or there's some people that may like really focus on the details and getting people to do what they're supposed to do, but they don't they don't wake up in the morning thinking all these things are going to go wrong. We need to you know resolve these crises and be prepared for the worst. But I think sixes really do. They kind of see everything through that what might go wrong. And so that makes you a great troubleshooter and a contingency planner and noticing potential threats before their problems. Um, you know, noticing what, what potential dangers there are and then working to resolve those dangers and minimizing those dangers. That's what makes you very useful in, in a lot of those work environments. Okay, number two, you ask a lot of questions uh, as a way of making sure products and procedures are thoroughly checked and everything goes according to plan. Ask a lot of questions. That's true. Asking a lot of questions. Um, you know, and a lot of people don't. So that's a good thing. It's a good thing to ask questions. It's a good thing to, you know, question authority at times. It's a good thing to to want to get your facts right and to question, you know, the big global corporations and the food industry and the pharmaceutical industry and the medical industry and the law industry. You know, it's good that we have those people out there that are questioning and and uh, wanting to get to the truth and wanting to get to the right information. Uh, I think we all benefit from that. It can be annoying sometimes when you when you're dealing with sixes who get hung up on. Um, minute details and um, you know want to second guess everything on when they're on your team or when they're in your organization or when they're in your church it can get annoying and frustrating sometimes when every lesson you teach or every opportunity you have you know to take a step forward there's kind of this hand in the back you know that raises up an objection or raises up a might be or a what a, could you clarify that or what are you you know, and so you got to be a little patient. We have to be patient with sixes because it's not that they're trying to be um, uh, frustrating. Uh, they're trying to just make sure we've thought through all the details, which can be, you know, a, a super helpful thing uh, in terms of safety and taking the safe road and taking the safe path. Uh, but the rest of us have to be willing to slow down um, and and let them think through, you know, those those questions. Um, they want to solve problems before their problems. Okay. Number three, you automatically try to poke holes in people's plans to test how solid they are. Again, this can be sometimes kind of frustrating uh, for the rest of us. Uh, although, you know, again, there's a, there's a positive side to this and a negative side to it. There's a positive side in that, you know, we need that. We need that, but... Um, Sometimes it can get a little frustrating because you got people who are always just trying, well, what about this and what about that and what, well, what about in this case or what about in that case and kind of going down these rabbit trails that get you sidetracked from 
you know the main mission or the main objective we can get so sidetracked with what could happen or what this could mean that we sometimes can get away from the main the main thing or being productive because we're so focused on what could go wrong we we are afraid to take the next step um one of the things you notice about sixes too is like if they have the opportunity to teach or to make decisions and be in leadership uh, it's very hard for them not to second guess themselves so as much as they second guess you think like a one right who always has the inner critic and then every once in a while they share that inner critic with the rest of us and they they can come across very critical but it's only a little picture of you know the criticism that's in their own mind sixes sometimes share that you know they share that voice of concern with the rest of us what you might say the wolf pack sixes have like a wolf pack that's always breathing down their neck that's just trying to get them and they're always on the run trying to keep ahead of the wolf pack every once in a while when you're around a six you can kind of hear the wolf pack you know you can kind of hear the beating drum you know of the of the um, the the enemies that's coming to the gate, you know, that's gonna that's gonna destroy us. Sixes kind of always have that tension, like there's a wolf pack chasing us, or there's beating tom tom drums of the enemy that's gonna come storm the fort. And when you're around sixes long enough, you start to hear they start to like that anxiety starts to rub off from them onto you, and uh, um, they have a hard time saying things hard and fast and taking a hard and fast stand because they can always see you know the devil's advocate they could all always see that maybe potentially in certain situations and at certain times this rule might not work for everybody and even though they may be a hundred percent sure of the information they're telling you if you start raising your hand and raising objections to a six they're immediately going to feel like, uh-oh, maybe I got this all wrong. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe all my information is cor- incorrect. Maybe, and, and they'll have to talk themselves down off that ledge. You know, that no, I really do know what I'm saying. I really did check out this information. I know I'm right about this. And it might happen in a split second, but a six is going to, just like they second guess everybody, they're going to second guess themselves as well, uh, which can hinder their effectiveness you know uh, and hinder their ability to trust that they're able to move forward so it's kind of like that statement you know know when you know enough that you know enough or know when you know enough to make a decision at some point you have to say I know enough and all things being equal everything is somewhat of a risk and I've got to take a step forward it's gonna be a calculated risk but it's still always some element of risk in everything we do in everything we believe even in everything we believe there's that element that we could be wrong um, and uh, we can focus on the fact that we could be wrong and then not believe anything or we could be wrong so not take any step forward uh, but we can't let that we can't let those fears keep us from being from being willing to take risks and being willing to take I think sixes just more than anybody else want to take measured risks. Okay, so poking holes in people's arguments. Having a hard time accepting things at face value. Um, You know, they kind of know that everybody's trying to sell them some line of garbage. And so they have like a very high uh, BS detector. Okay, there's no other way to say it. But 
Um, they're always listening to people, sorting through what they're saying and analyzing it and trying to get to the conclusion, does this person really know what they're talking about? Are they a reliable source of information? Are they a legitimate source of information? Is this person trying to sell me something or is this person honestly have my best interest at heart? That's what sixes are into. That's what they're scanning. That's what they're always evaluating. Okay, they're always evaluating whether somebody is reliable as a source of support or not. And there's going to be triggers that make them think yes or no answers to that question. And sometimes that anxiety will start in them and then they'll go looking for who's causing that anxiety. But they, don't, they, they may not process the fact that the anxiety is within them. The fear is within them. But what they'll do is they'll start to look externally as to, are you the cause of my anxiety? Is something you said, you know, when you walked past me today on our way to the staff meeting and you kind of made that little comment, that's why I don't feel secure at this work. That's why I don't feel secure. And so that's not the reason that they don't feel secure. They don't feel secure because they're sixes. They don't feel secure because they don't trust their own ability to reason out and sort their own uh, problems and evaluate problems as to whether they're high threats or middle threats or low threats or no threats, but they're going to sometimes project that anxiety externally as though you are the cause of that anxiety. And of course, if you're a cause of anxiety, then you need to be dealt with. And that's where sometimes sixes can turn into mutiny, you know, uh, and their own worst enemies. They can bring about the very thing they're afraid of. They're afraid that people are going to turn against them. Right? They're afraid that people are going to turn against them to cause them harm. But by their, by their uh, skepticism and by their, um, let's see, by their skepticism and by their um, constant questioning and constant evaluating of people, they can put people on the defensive and then bring about the very thing they're afraid of. All of a sudden, you know, people at work are saying, you know, uh, that, that the six is causing problems because they're going around and questioning people and subverting authority and arguing with people about plans and procedures. And, and now you can, you can kind of bring about, if you're not careful, the very thing you're afraid of is now you do have people that are against you. Who wouldn't have been if you could have relaxed a little bit? Okay. Let's see. What else we got here? Worst case scenario thinkers. Why? Because they want to prevent the worst case scenarios. So they're thinking ahead of predicting what could go wrong. And then, you know, the tire might go flat. And if the tire goes flat, I won't have the right equipment to change it. And then bandits will come and they'll probably, you know, uh, kidnap us and they'll throw us in the trunk and then we'll be killed. And, you know, my kids will never have a mother. And all this starts with, you know, whether or not the um, you know it all started with whether or not we had the spare tire but that's where the thinking goes it just spirals into what could potentially go wrong all right so you have a hard time trusting people in the initial stages of a relationship so you could um, even sabotage your own relationships because of that but you have a hard time trusting people at least as you're getting to know them and you need to get to know people before you feel like you can trust them and realize that's what's interesting about this is a lot of us don't 
a lot of people on the Enneagram don't. I mean, they just they just kind of look at people as innocent until proven guilty. But I think sixes are much more suspicious, like guilty until you prove yourself innocent. Um, so let's see. We uh, they want to find good authorities and leaders to work for, but they have a natural anti-authoritarian streak. And when they when they feel like the authority is not looking out for their best interest, what you'll see a six do is either is either rebel and go into mutiny mode and go into attack mode and questioning mode. Maybe if they have that five wing, they'll go into that five wing, you know, and and start analyzing all the information. Or they will go into the um, uh, withdrawn. You'll see them withdraw. They'll just take themselves out. They'll just quit the job. They'll step away. They'll back out. They'll just feel like I need to distance myself from these people. Um, the six five, by the way, is called the defender. Um, the six seven is called the buddy. So the six five, you know, it sort of has that idea like these beliefs and these institutions and these organizations, they're all out to get us. You know, and so if we could align ourselves with these other institutions and these other organizations, then they'll protect us and they'll keep us safe because they have our best interests at heart. So the big food corporations, they're trying to poison us and kill us. And the organic, you know, industry, uh, they're trying to help us and keep us safe. Uh, big medicines trying to poison you and homeopathic medicine is going to save you. Um, the Democrats you know, or the Republicans, whatever, are the are trying to, to subvert our country and the other party is going to watch out for the little man and they're going to protect our, our rights. And so you'll see sixes looking for who they can align themselves with. And those, you'll see them on Facebook, you know, posting all kinds of, of uh, political stuff. Um, essentially what they're doing is they're saying, hey, everybody, this cause over here or this institution keeps us safe and this other one over here wants to destroy our lives. So if you want to be a part of the Destroy Your Life team, then you need to go sign up with them. But for me and everybody who's smart and everybody who's got any sense, we're on the Save the, the Planet, Save America, Save um, the Clean Water, and you're going to see you know them sort of like throw groups this group's bad this group this group's evil this group is good uh, by the way sixes are called the sweet and sour type you know because you get two different faces you guys watch uh, nightmare on on uh, before christmas we just watched that in our house it's it, time i make this video it's halloween today so we watched it the other night that little mayor on uh halloween town he has two faces that spin around he's a six Okay, he's got the happy face, everything's gonna be okay, and then he spins the scared face, everything's gonna be bad, everything's upsetting. I don't know what sixes are like that. They're sweet and sour, they're hot and cold, they're loyal, they're a skeptic, they're for you, uh oh, they're against you. They're your greatest employees, uh oh, they're causing a mutiny. Sixes have that kind of like um, uh, both compartments. They, they want to be loyal, but they find themselves being skeptical. The six seven is called the buddy, and it's it's that person that says, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna be everybody's friend. I'm gonna take care of everybody. I'm gonna follow the rules, and you guys are gonna take care of me, right? Because I'm your buddy, and uh, I'm not gonna try to m make you feel bad and 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 be better than you. Um, we're all gonna be equal, and we're gonna be friends. And as long as we're friends, then we'll all take care of each other, and we'll all be safe together in the herd." 
Okay, so herd's a big ideal with sixes. Like, if you lag behind the herd, the wolves will get you, right? And if you run too far in front of the herd, the wolves will get you. And so we need to stay together in the herd and we'll all be okay. All right, but it's all driven by fear, okay? All right, so let's see what else we got here. Um, you usually support whichever team is the underdog. They're very much into like the team... I think sixes are very much into like the local team, the home team. You know, I live in Florida. So, you know, if these are the people with the Gator shirts and the Gator hats and the Gator flag and everybody in their families, Gator fans, um, up in Kentucky where I'm from, you know, everybody's UK, UK, UK. And look, we all wear the same uniform, right? We all wear the same shirt. So we all fit in. We're all together, right? Yay. Go home team. Okay. We're all safe because we all cheer for the same team. All right. It's that kind of mentality. Um, you know, we're all together in this, right? So everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. We all cheer for the same team. Um, Sixes are drawn toward underdogs and they're drawn toward underdog causes because authority is corrupt. Okay, that's the idea. Although you may work hard, you may not feel comfortable with success. Why? Because you don't like to stand out from the crowd. You know that if you're successful, you become a target and people become, you know, envious of you and suspicious of you and maybe want to do you harm or want to see you fail. Um, it can be dangerous and feels awkward, maybe. Sixes will find themselves fighting against authority, and then when somebody tries to hand them that job of authority, oh, no, 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 no thanks, no thanks, no thanks. So they may, they may be a burr in the side of a manager, and when that manager steps aside and everybody thinks, well, you know, Nancy was, has so many good ideas, and Nancy has so much, let's make her the manager only to find Nancy really doesn't want to be the manager because then you become that authority figure that everybody then is suspicious of. Okay. So uh, even if things are going well, you know, what is the six afraid of? They're afraid the other shoe's going to drop. So if everything's going great right now and everything's wonderful, there's that sense in which the six is still kind of cautious. Like, yeah, but what about tomorrow? You know, the worst thing can happen tomorrow. You never know. Uh, so there's that fear like the other shoe's going to drop and then it's all going to go bad again. Okay, so like my mom would always say, no, the bad side is, no, the bad side is. We always had to think about the bad side. Now, I'm a seven. You know, sevens are only wanting to think about the good side. So you can imagine how frustrating it was for a seven to grow up, you know, in the home of a six. Because when I wanted to get a car, all I could see was it's going to be great freedom. I get to go anywhere I want to go, do anything I want to do. Yay, car, get a car. And of course, what's mom say? Well, now the bad side is and insurance and all these things I didn't care about. Paying insurance and, you know, mortgage or paying a loan on a car and and you know, all the she wanted me to always think about the dark side, the bad side. I think that's just part of the sixes. They can't help it. They got to think through the dark side, the bad side. Um, while you often act from fear, you may not always be aware that it is fear that's driving you. You may just think that you're a, a planner, that you like to keep everything planned. You like, you're just an organized person, but you may not be aware that it's fear that's behind all this. So the dark cloud of fear, you see, is, is over your head. The dark cloud of fear is over your head. So it keeps you on the run. It keeps you trying to, 
you know, to analyze and, and um, troubleshoot all the problems. And you just think of yourself as a planner and an organizer and somebody who likes to know the details, but what you don't pay attention to is it's really fear that's, that's behind it. Okay. Some people might view you as a pessimistic person, pessimistic person, because you, you speak of what could go wrong or what's going to turn out badly. But you tend to think of yourself more like a realist. You wouldn't say you're a pessimistic person, although you probably get that complaint sometimes. And again, it goes back to that idea of you got to look at the bad side. Because if you know the bad side, then you can prepare for it, right? And if you know the bad side, then you can be ready for it. And you just can't help but noticing and often voicing potential problems. But you see that as essential. Um, you, you see that as being realistic and, and uh, having uh, the ability to evaluate, evaluate pitfalls and plan so that those things can be prevented. And that is a strength. That is a good thing. But just recognize that it may come across to other people as though you're kind of a negative Nancy. There you go. Nancy's our word of the day today. I don't know why. If your name's Nancy, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to pick on you. But you may come across to everybody as a negative Nancy because no matter what we do, there's always something that could go wrong and you, you point it out. And so people think, man, geez, you just slow everything down and drag everything down and find the holes and everything. And you probably get that feeling like that people get frustrated with you when you're just trying to be helpful. You're just trying to be helpful. All right, you often have a hard time making decisions because you can always think of another question to ask. You can always think of, well, wait a minute now, hold on, what about in this situation? What about in that situation? So it can be hard for you to take stands at times. You know, you gotta stand for something. The one, the one on the Enneagram is ready to take a stand. You know, do what's right, do what's right. Um, the six is always saying, yeah, but what's right? How do we, yeah, you know, there, there's, it can be hard sometimes to take a stand or decide on a course of action uh, because you could easily find ways to doubt or question either that decision or even question your own thinking. <clears throat> All right, next. You often can't help but taking a contrarian view or playing the devil's advocate. Um, again, even if you don't necessarily believe it, or, or believe, maybe you believe in what's being said, but you, you feel impulsed to like, yeah, but what about, what about, what about, what about, and ask your questions. It's kind of like you want to find, does this person really believe what they say? And you can only know that if you test them. <clears throat> and do we really believe in this plan before we step out? We can only know unless we test it. And so you want to challenge what the assumptions are. You want to challenge what people say and do to see if it's really true and if it's what they really believe. Next, your desire for certain certainty motivates you to look for, for good information um, so that you can make rational decisions. So you apply re reason and logic and data and you wanna think through all these to come up to the best solution and you're probably the most intellectual, the most um, logical of all the Enneagram types. Uh, because you're always reasoning through potential problems, which is ironic because then again, you have the hardest time accepting your own conclusions at times. Think about the nine, for example. You know, um, we're going to make a new change at work or make a new policy shift or something. The nine just goes, eh, okay, hmm, all right. What do you want me to do? And then they do it. 
Are they worried that it's not going to work out? No, maybe they should be worried a little bit more. But the six, you know, they hear that new idea, that new plan, and whoa, 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 stop the presses. You know, we need to analyze it and sort through it and figure it out and, you know. So the nine probably, you know, uh, uh, comfortable with what we're doing. And uh, don't ask all those questions at times, you know, but the six feels compelled to, to ask all those questions. All right. So, uh, last one. You are good at rationally analyzing situations and are very insightful. You enjoy examining things and solving problems and you tend to think outside the box um, looking for those solutions. So, um, I hope this helps you. I hope it helps you get a better understanding of yourself um, and, uh, you know, or the six that's in your life. And realize, last thing I could say is that six always have the it depends mentality. Um, so what's better, red or blue? Well, it depends. What's the best time for uh, the kids to go on lunch break? Uh, 11.30 or 12? Well, it depends. Um, do you, um, do you uh, have to put, um, you know, um, mailboxes in front of every house or give a community mailbox well it depends everything for a six could be seen from well it depends and um, that keen awareness that that situations are complex and that there are contingencies in life that you can't always understand or, or forecast uh, makes them very much realists um, and want to be prepared. So I hope this is helpful to you. I hope it's encouraging to you if you are a six. And I hope that if you're in a relationship with a six that you can have some compassion on them and try to be a support to them and be patient with them when, um, when they're asking a lot of questions or when they seem to be frustrated. Um, and just kind of hold their hand you know, to work through situations because very, very probably at some point in this relationship, they're going to be holding your hand. The six will be holding your hand because they're the ones that uh, have the, um, the um, what you call it, the first aid kit when you didn't think to pack one, okay? So you might have to hold their hand working through some of the uh, enormous problems in life but what you'll find is if you will you'll find that they're going to be the one that's holding your hand when the actual catastrophe happens okay and um, all right I'll see you guys later I hope this is helpful and uh, I'll as always be present to life and uh, don't miss what's right in front of you because you're scared about what could go wrong all right see you later bye